So welcome to the Freedom Bus, a place where dreams and adventures have endless possibilities. I'm giving you permission to start your dream. Your children need to learn through your example. I'm Elizabeth M. Martin, and I'm a licensed acupuncturist, mindful mompreneur coach, and host of the Freedom Bus podcast, a podcast where we interview real mom entrepreneurs and their journeys in finding freedom, balancing their life's work while navigating raising amazing human beings. So today I have Shilamita on and Shilamita, tell us who you are and what do you do? I know you have several businesses, so tell us what you're what you're up to these days. <laughs> Thank you for having me here today. So my name is Shilamita. I am also a licensed acupuncturist. I am a transformational retreat leader. I am a kundalini light leader coach Woo-hoo! that you are as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, And I am an embodiment mentor. I show women how to heal themselves, how to build confidence and how to call in their every desires. I love that. I love that. Awesome. So I know you have some kids. So (laughs) if you don't mind me asking, how old are they? So my oldest is 14. Okay. Then I have a seven-year-old. I have a six-year-old. And then I have a bonus 20 gonna be 21 this month wow. and 24 year olds oh my goodness and they're all boys <laughs> so see you can have four kids and be successful with your businesses five, right yeah. five kids yes oh my gosh there you go so yeah so tell me a little bit about like how do you balance that like having the children running the business several businesses you know yeah So now I handle it because I hire out. Okay. Um, In the beginning, when I was first a single mom, it was tough. Yes. I mean, I had my mom, thank God, but Mm -hmm. I was going through my spiritual awakening Mm -hmm. and my mom and I had a lot of mother wounds and a Mm -hmm. lot of things we needed to work through. And I would cut her off sometimes and then I kind of cut myself off too. Right. right. Um, My brother lived nearby, so he was a big help and, you know, with my son then, but mm-hmm. it was definitely tough in the beginning because yeah. th- those were my years when I was on food stamps and I didn't, you know, have anything. But luckily, mm-hmm. my daycare owner lived in the same like apartment complex and mm-hmm. her daughter started babysitting for me for three dollars. Oh, so wow. like every point pivot point in my life, someone showed up for me in a really big way in the financial thing Mm. to help me like move through things. So I was able to start getting a little bit of a life. I really Mm. utilized the time that my son went with my ex. Right. And then when I got pregnant with my next baby, I was in a very different situation of life. Right. Um, But what had happened was, is Ben and I were about to move in together and our movers backed out at the last second. Mm -hmm. And my massage teacher was at my house buying a crock pot. (laughs) And she was like, listen, my daughter and their friends, they do anything for $10 an hour. Wow. And so the next day, five of them showed up to my house. They helped us move. Okay. And the next day I was like, Benjamin, can we bring back like two of them to help me unpack. And he was like, yeah. And then it just started where I would go to work Mm -hmm. and I would see a patient and make X amount of dollars and be like, okay, well I could take two or three hours out of that to hire somebody to come in and do X, Y, Z for me. Mm -hmm. So that's the way that it starts. If I feel that if you have the capability of making $20 plus, you can take $10 and put it towards somebody that's going to help you expand your life 
buy you more time, buy you more freedom, because then you're going to be able to go out and produce more money. I agree. I feel like that's, you know, sometimes that's a blockage within new, especially new totally. entrepreneurs. They're like, no, I need to do everything myself. Yeah. But what you, don't, what you don't realize is when you start to delegate the things that yeah. you necessarily aren't good at, or maybe don't want to do, you're now able to focus on the things that is your zone of genius, right? And, and be more yeah. efficient with what you do. And you know, the whole, we're manifesting 24 seven, right? Mm -hmm. We're always creating. So if you're spending your days doing things that you don't like to do, you're constantly in this negative vortex. Mm -hmm. Like, ugh, like, you know, I used to like curse at the dishes and yes. at the laundry and, you know, <laughs> like we would have it out. And, yeah. and then I'm like, this is not good. Right? right. Cause in that moment you're in this negative vortex. And mm -hmm. if that's how your days are majority, then yeah, then yeah. you're not feeling good in life and life is meant to be lived, right? Yeah. And it's not always rainbows and butterflies, yeah. right? No. <laughs> you kind of have to go through some stuff in order to work through your own stuff, right? Sure. Um, so what do you think was like that first, first of all, it probably wasn't the easiest thing to be like, okay, you know, let me just have my son, you know, with someone else, <laughs> you know? So right. how did you work through those? Because I think that's a lot of the blockages, especially in moms, is like that guilt of like, I know for me personally, I don't know if, uh, you know, that was something you experienced, but like, how do you think that, that you got through the block of just, you know, giving up or not giving up, but, you know, delegating and trusting that everything is going to be okay? Well, as far as, you know, with the, with the children, I knew that I didn't want my son to be an only child. Right. That yeah. for me was a really big deal because several of my exes were only children. And mm. I was like, I just can't, yeah. I can't raise another Aww. male only child into this world. Um, but my standards were very, very high. Right. I knew that at this point in my life, I was not going to settle. Right. And prior to having my first son, I was very pro feminine. I have to do everything. Mm. I was very in the masculine, which yes. I understand now. I obviously didn't know it then. Mm -hmm. And I just knew I had read a book called yes. spiritual rules of engagement. It's okay. out of print now. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was a Kabbalah book all about energy and the masculine and the feminine and how in a relationship, the woman is supposed to receive right. and the man has to play a very distinct role mm -hmm. as the man. Right. And reading that book, it went against everything <laughs> I ever yeah, knew. You have to hustle and do yeah. all the things, right? And everything I ever was. So when I met Ben, mm -hmm. it was like, I had this book in the back of my head and I was so ready to receive. Yeah. I was so ready to receive. I wanted to be a woman. I wanted to be the goddess. I wanted a man to take care of me. Like I right. had never felt that before. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it wasn't so hard for me to go off and have the other children letting relinquishing control has definitely been a huge thing for me to work on. Yeah. I remember having a friend 13 years ago, an old sorority sister. And one time she was like, you're so controlling. <laughs> and it was like, she could have told me I was ugly. You know, uh, like yeah. it was like such was, a horrible comment to say, but then yeah. Like I took it and was like, the more that I thought about it, I'm like, well, I am controlling, right? Mm -hmm. Like I got <laughs> well, so you just know what you want by yeah. <laughs> it because like I really was controlling. But yeah. then I realized like this is not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. 
right? So even when I first started learning about the words ego, right? Yeah. Like, and I would try to explain it to a patient of mine. I remember having a patient be like, are you calling me egotistical? And yeah. I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. Like <laughs> ego is that voice. And yeah. she was just like, right. Mm -hmm. So it's like this perception of what we think things are supposed to be like, because we've been conditioned to right. think that, but mm -hmm. it's not real. Yeah. 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 Well, I think that I can relate to that. I mean, as far as like the mommy wounds, you know, the mother wound yeah. that you talked about, um, my mom and I have a great relationship now, but you know, I had to work through some things and, you know, I think a lot of that control comes from the childhood, right. Of like, and especially like, you know, the background, you know, just the, the hardships that we've For had sure. to endure, like a lot of times control comes from like, okay, no, I need to be there for myself. And I think that's also where that masculinity comes from. Cause you're like, I have to hustle. I have to do the things, right. you know, but that's the wounded masculine. Right. I always right. talk about that too. I always talk about the sun and moon with my patients, um, with the masculine, and the fem feminine, it's like divine masculine is the sun. They continue to show up every single day. Right. A divine masculine is like the safety, like the, the structure, the, action always there. But, uh, the feminine is the moon and we always show up, but we show up in different phases, right? <laughs> we're, we're sure. meant to be emotional. Like we're the creators, we're the, you know, we're the people that are, you know, without women, we wouldn't have the creations. Like we're meant to be creative and receive, like you said. And for me, that's also a lesson I continue to learn is, you know, not always having to be in this masculine role, you know, yeah. having that balance of both. So, um, so yeah, so definitely that's definitely important for moms to know is, you know, being able to let go and understanding the masculine, the feminine and having the balance of both, right. <laughs> Especially yeah. as a mom. And even, you know, people who are listening to this, who are in same sex relationships, like mm -hmm. there's still the duality of masculine and feminine. Right. So, you know, a lot of times people like start to go in a different direction and it's just understanding because I really didn't understand masculine and feminine duality mm -hmm. until this last year. Yeah. <laughs> but looking back, I'm like, I I, I got it because mm -hmm. I was able to go into that mode. Like in my relationship with Ben, I really had to work on being in this goddess flow. And then after I had my babies and I decided to go back full force into the workforce and mm -hmm. start writing my books and all the things, I went way into the masculine. Yes way into the masculine and right. all of a sudden this beautiful relationship that I had cultivated had shifted and it had changed a mm. lot and it was because I felt like I always had to show up in my masculine and he wanted me to be in the feminine but he didn't know how to communicate that and I didn't even know what was happening mm. right until now where I'm like oh my gosh and so reliving this love story mm. and telling this love story over again has been so good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you have me like at the edge of my seat I'm like I want to know more this is amazing I love it it's I love your vulnerable shares it's great yeah. um, and definitely a lesson for many people going through oh yeah I mean even myself personally like I you know obviously I went through a divorce and now I'm, you know, reclaiming love and I needed to love myself first. I sure. needed to define the masculine, and the feminine in order to bring in, you know, the, the divine masculine. I was not, I was living in masculine. So I think I found a lot of feminine in relationships, you yeah. know, and uh, it has to be that balance. So it's whatever you're ready to receive. You have to totally. definitely do that work. You got to be ready to receive.
Definitely. So that kind of, this is something I love to ask my moms is, and I think you've already kind of touched upon it, but what is your why? Like, why do you do what you do? Like what, what drives you? So when my first son was about 18 months or so, I went to a psychic Mm -hmm. who told me that he had a gift and that he was going to turn to me to develop that gift because I had the same one. And she connected to my father who had passed away. And the things that she had said to me were so spot on. And it was the first time in a really long time that I had felt full body chills. Mm -hmm. I was surrounded in this, you know, it was like a spiritual store and I hadn't been in a place like that in years. And something for me connected in that moment that I had this great purpose here in this world and I needed to be the role model for him Mm. because there was a point where I wasn't going to be a mom at all. I went home and actually told my mother, don't be surprised if I'm never a mom because I didn't know how to deal with my emotions. So I was very heavy into drugs and alcohol and I never thought that I would be able to sober up enough to become a mom. And then my dad passed away. I found out I was pregnant two weeks after my boyfriend and I broke up, I found out I was eight weeks pregnant. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. And because of my spiritual journey, I was like, oh my God, this could be my dad coming back. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, I felt like I had to have this baby. Right. So that's my why. Mm -hmm. My why is that I feel like everything I've lived through now at this point in my life is because I'm supposed to tell these stories and I'm, I'm such a good storyteller. You are. I love it. I love to tell like a million books. Yeah. So like now I realize like every hardship and even now it's like when I'm living through something, I'm like, okay, like what's the lesson? What's the test? Let's move through this fast. Right. Right. Because before I used to get sucked in and I would get sucked in for a really long time. Now Mm -hmm. it's like, you got to move through this emotion fast. How do you think you moved through it? Because you know, I think one of the things as being just an entrepreneur in general is just, being able to get through challenges and learning the lessons. Like, how do you, how did you get through it? Like, you know, what was like, I know you have a, a several obstacles that you've gone through to get to where you are, but like, are you able to pick like one just for our, our listeners? Like, so, cause everyone's going to face challenges, but it's, it's all about how you handle those challenges. Like, what was it? Like, was it a meditation? Was it a, like a mantra that you had to kind of, I guess, like, what was like one of your biggest challenges and like, how did you get through it? Like, how did you overcome it? So I overcome everything now with my spiritual toolbox. Mm -hmm. That's like it. Like I have a spiritual toolbox. So it started with gratitude, which Mm -hmm. is where I came up with my first book, book. 31 Days of Gratitude, Create the Life You Desire. Because everything that I was learning, every Louise Hay, Wayne Dyer, Deepak Chopra, you name it, whatever I was like reading and listening to, it was all about gratitude and appreciation, gratitude and appreciation. Mm -hmm. So it all comes down to gratitude for me. That is my first and foremost. And then it's the Kundalini. Mm, Yes. The Kundalini has been the missing magic. And I always tell my students the story. My first Kundalini class I took, I hated. (laughs) So I had like this mental block against Kundalini for 20 years. Like I only rediscovered Kundalini in the last like two years. So Mm -hmm. I really think that that's the magic bullet. So if you've never tried it, go try it now. Yes. Well, the light leader (laughs) Kundalini is a game changer though, because we're already Chinese medicine. So having that Chinese medicine piece. I don't know. It just clicked, but totally. 
Um, and then most recently, I will say that it is the shadow work. Shadow work. Um, so past life regressions were turning points, right? Okay. So after I did my very first past life regression, I met Ben mm-hmm. two days later. Very cool. Um, after I did another past life regression, I had this massive like awakening forgiveness moment that happened with my ancestry. Right. Um, and then in this last year, I dove deep into the shadows because mm-hmm. what happened during COVID and me trying to be in the public arena with my opinions <laughs> was not easy at all. No. And I still showed up even though it wasn't the popular opinion. It wasn't the popular opinion. <laughs> I appreciated that for sure. And then I really went back into the shadows and just saw that lifetime after lifetime, mm. I got beheaded. I got oh, crucified. <laughs> I got burned at the stake. Oh, it was man. like uh. every single time I went under, I'm like, this is nuts. Right. Wow. So then it's like, I show up here and it's like, well, you're not going to behead me and you're not going to like <laughs> nail a nail through my hands yeah. and you're not going to burn me at the stake. Right. So really just like this whole entire year has been, okay, what are you going to say about me that I haven't already heard before? Right. right. That's what yeah. it comes down to. Like telling my stories right now, mm-hmm. I'm able to tell the stories because nothing you can call me right now. I haven't heard already. Right. I've already worked through that. And that's the shadow work. Correct? That's the shadow work. I know shadow work has been coming up a lot lately. You know, what is shadow work? Like, what do you, you know, what can you tell our So shadow work, you go back into a meditation Mm -hmm. and you either go back into this lifetime. So somewhere in your teens, in your childhood, or you go back to a past life where you land in a time and you see something similar to what you're going through here right now. And in that moment, you get to decide, I forgive what's happening in this moment. I understand what's happening in this moment. I have compassion for what's happening in this moment. And you're able to work through that emotion that you've now carried with you for all this time. Mm. And for me, a lot of my stuff that's come up in the last year has been ancestral. So Mm. a little tidbit about me, (laughs) um, my grandparents lived through the Holocaust and they're actually first cousins. So I'm ancestral. (laughs) Yep. Fun fact. Oh, well. (laughs) Um, So it's like, I feel like a lot of things that are happening for me right now are so real for like, mm-hmm. it's not my stuff that I'm living through. It's I'm healing generations. Past generations. Yeah. Okay. So that's what we don't really get. Like we're, a lot of times we're living through stuff that has nothing to do with today, has mm-hmm. nothing to do with right now. It's like that blueprint that was passed carry down. stuff with us. And then it's your mission to change that for your children, essentially. No, I agree. I mean, definitely we have to heal ourselves for the sake of our children. Children. I think that was something that I had to work through is just, you know, having to get get rid of the guilt or get rid of the things that are blocking me from really living my life, you know, that we have to live our purpose for them. We need sure. to show them to live their dreams by living our own, you know. Um, so yeah, that's I I I haven't done too much shadow work. Oh, yeah. I have to. That's I have to do some past step. life stuff. I guess that's that's coming up next because yeah. I keep hearing it. Um so I know we talked about 
what you do, you know, you do some, your spiritual toolbox is a big part of getting your mind right. Can you share with us, um, well, what is your Kriya right now that you're doing? So I'm doing a combination of Kriyas. Um, I had found a Kriya for self-authority, self-confidence and grounding. Um, I was on a mentorship call a few weeks ago in the middle of a launch and this mentor decided to have a reflection session with me and completely ripped me apart. Oh no. (laughs) And it was like, I got off the call and was like, that was not for me. But she said some pretty horrible things to me. And uh, she called me, she told me I wasn't a healer. What? Yeah. I I mean, it was like, really like, like when I go back and I listen to it again, I'm like, it didn't make any sense for me. But Mm -hmm. I still had to live through that emotion. Right. So I found this Kriya Mm -hmm. and it was magic. I mean, it was magic. It Mm -hmm. totally helped me. So I do three minutes of that. I've been practicing three minutes of HUD because I'm calling stuff in right now. And Mm -hmm. I've been doing 35 seconds of the miracle mantra. Oh, wow. Okay. So that it's like a 10 minute routine that I've been practicing and I love it. Because awesome. I feel like it's grounding, it's moving the energy, and it's creating miracles. Love it. Love yeah. it. <laughs> love it. Um, so a typical day, so you'll wake up and do this, or do you have a certain time that you're doing it? Are you doing it during a certain element time? or is So it- my element time that I try to practice in is earth time, right. which is in the morning. But, mm-hmm. you know, that like my little guy has had allergies. So now he's home in the morning and then like, I haven't really been asleep. So, you know, I come up with my excuses, but, (laughs) but um, you get it done, right? But then I get it. I'll try to being a mom. (laughs) Yep. I'll try to do it during water time. So then I can like build up my creativity for my content that I'm Mm -hmm. doing. And then sometimes it's like, it's midnight and I'm going to get my creative. Yeah. Yeah, And then there's days that I've been skipping and integrating. Cause if I'm doing light leader sessions or Mm -hmm. if I'm doing an in-person thing where I'm practicing a lot of Kundalini, I feel like I need a, right. whoa, like I need like all this to <laughs> integrate because okay. it's so powerful. I love that. Yeah. I hope you don't mind me asking this, but how do you, um, are you still doing acupuncture right now? Like, so I'm what is your like week like? Which yeah. days do you do what? Cause I'm kind of like there, I'm like, I want to do it all, yeah. but you know, I'm just trying to figure out the good balance between when I'm actually treating patients and then when I'm treating them online with the Kundalini, yep. light leader Kundalini. Yep. So So my office days are uh, two days in office, a combination of either Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday. Gotcha. Monday is my day. Yes. Monday is my day. (laughs) Because Saturday and Sunday is not our day as moms, right? right? Like it's sports and this and that, and you're running around for them. So Mm -hmm. Monday, I send them off to where they have to go. Yes. And Monday is my day Mm -hmm. that I do whatever I want, whether, you know, sometimes I do work, but I don't normally see patients. I don't touch other people on Mondays. That's for me. Got it. Um, And then Tuesday to Thursday, I do a combination. Um, My goal is to go to one day Mm -hmm. um, and then use that Tuesday, Thursday to show up in my online space and arena. So I think, yeah, it's, it's two to three days. I don't consider writing content work, but it is work. It does take (laughs) me like 45 minutes to write one of those posts. Right. Um, but I love that. Yeah. You know, like last night I was jam. teaching my goddess Academy and like, it doesn't feel like work. Like right. that's the life that I've created now that, you know, where I was an acupuncturist for almost 10 years now mm-hmm. and I hustled. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I right. hustled and it was like, I felt like I had to serve my patients and I had to be there always. And I couldn't take a full week off because somebody was in pain or somebody needed me or, you know, someone was in emotional distress. And right. I was seeing patients every 15 minutes. And mm-hmm. like, I I've had one foot out the door for the last four years, but I never really knew how I was going to get out the door. Right. And then COVID happened mm-hmm. and and then you had an excuse well. to, and you're like, okay. <laughs> I have to say, I mean, similar, a similar story. I mean, I do enjoy treating patients, but I'm, I'm definitely more invested in the bigger mission of yeah. streaming it. And also I want people to have the tools for themselves, yeah. you know, like something that I've learned is even as acupuncturists, we can operate like Western medicine practitioners where we just put the needles in and that's it. I think it should be much more of an experience of like the patient understanding like where their imbalances are, their root, like what, what foods they need to be eating or whatever. And that's something that I love that we can do online now with the, you know, the Kundalini, the light leader Kundalini coaching, because we don't need to physically be with them to heal, to help heal them and really give them tools. So, um, I'm trying to figure out and integrate my way of doing this right now. Um, I'm not ready to give up patience yet, but I'm getting them trying to figure out a good, a good structure for my own life. Um, because the plan is to be able to travel the country in this thing with my voice. I love this. This is amazing. Thank you. I'm coming up with so many ideas just sitting here. You know what? People just love I just always wanted to school. So here's my, a little bit of my story, if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. So in acupuncture school, I, um, (laughs) had this vision of being like this hippie and just like, I'm going to just do acupuncture out of like one of those VW vans and just like travel around. Cause I, I love traveling just like you. And I feel like travel just really gives you an experience that you wouldn't be able to learn anywhere else, you know, the cultures, the food, like all the things. So I visioned myself graduating acupuncture school and just like traveling around the country in a van doing acupuncture. (laughs) So this is like a subset of that, I guess, you know, and then I found out, oh, you have to be licensed in each state. You can't just like, you know, (laughs) right. Unless you do the Uh NCCAOM, but don't you have to take a license for each state? Well, if you're see, practicing like our malpractice covers us anywhere we go. Oh, so really? I just go by that train. Okay. <laughs> All right. Maybe I could go by that. I don't know. So hopefully nobody's listening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's so it's just a temporary stop. You're not there for like ever. Yeah, that's true. Well, I know that uh, I've been doing some telemedicine that really helped me through the pandemic. And they were like, as long as they were a patient in the state and doesn't matter where they are as long as their residence is in there. It didn't matter. So I don't know, maybe I could figure out some loophole, but I'm sure we can. But anyway, <laughs> so this was like a subset of that dream of like traveling around and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get a school bus and travel around Very and, cool. uh, you know, be doing Chinese medicine, but now online. So but anyway, so that's kind of a little bit of my freedom story. And I just have to say that your school boss is so feminine <laughs> and goddess-like <laughs> and beautiful. You. And Thank this you. is what every woman needs. Every it's woman, a she shed, yes. for sure. Yeah. But even if you don't have the capacity of having like a separate space or bus, yes. like some, <laughs> um, I would encourage any woman that's listening to this right now is to create a small goddess space for herself. Mm. in your home, whether it's the closet, the bathroom, wherever you could just find a little piece where you can throw a pillow down and like a little table where you can throw some 
crystals or definitely a little altar a little yeah create an altar for yourself because that's like the starting point of really honoring yourself Mm -hmm. you know and my altar moves it moves rooms (laughs) like I get shifted all the time you know so I totally get it if you have kids and you know you can't have a space of your own but just having that, like even in my office, I've now created a little goddess space for myself so mm-hmm. that I could go there and I can escape for a few minutes. But yeah, it really makes the difference. You have to show more of your office. I liked seeing that. You're like, oh, this is my space. The date night that you had recently. Oh. I love it. That's a- <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm so grateful for that office on date nights. I've done date nights in the office too, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> like- COVID like changed something around for us. You know, the other day we were out to dinner and Ben was like, want to go get a hotel? And I'm like, yes but that just takes so much time and I'm like let's just go to the office I <laughs> love it I loved it it's awesome um but yeah I I definitely I agree like having a little space especially for moms like you have to have your own little sanctuary and that's why I love Kundalini because you can do a three-minute meditation yep. and change your world like yep. I feel like it's super great for moms that don't you know, sometimes I know sometimes it was just self-care to shower that day. Totally. Like as a being a mom, totally. <laughs> I'm like, I got to shower. Yes. Yeah. But hopefully we need to make more, you know, make sure that we're worthy enough. We're feeling worthy enough to have that time and make that time for ourselves. So even for as simple sure. as an altar, like you said. I mean, listen, when I got pregnant with my third, I thought that my life was over. Mm. So for the moms <laughs> out there with like multiple kids, this is for you. Yes. So when I got pregnant with, with Bennett, I was yeah. like, what did I do? Because I had all of these big dreams and, and things that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And, and his pregnancy was the worst out of my three. Uh-huh. And I was just like this, I don't, I'm never going to be able, Right. And then he came and they were 15 months apart, my two youngest ones. And for the first, I had postpartum so bad. And for the first 18 months, I was like, what did we do? What were we thinking? What did we do? What were we thinking? And then one day Mm -hmm. something clicked and I was like, I'm ready to go back to being me. Right. So we get sucked into this mommy world where we feel like our only purpose is to serve them. Right. But that's not our purpose. Our Mm. purpose is to guide them and to lead them. And so we're not guiding them and leading them if we can't make time for a shower and if we can't Mm. pull it together and if we can't handle life. And listen, there was a time where I couldn't handle life. So I needed to reach out for help. Mm. And that's the most important thing is that you need to be able to reach out for help, right? Even in the mentorship conversation that we had, you know, where this mentor attacked me, it was like, I went to my spiritual toolbox, but then at the same time I called my spiritual therapist and I'm like, I need to get in for a session with you right away. Mm. So it's, you know, the emotions are going to come in and you're going to have to be able to move through them. And that's where we fail because we allow for the emotion to take over and then it takes over our entire life. Right. But when you're trying to build an empire, you don't have time for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't get sucked down for days at a time. No, You've got to yeah. be able to move through things fast. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And Shalamita, like what you had mentioned with your mentor and every, you know, that mentor that you had a bad experience, like something, I don't know if you've realized this, realized this, but as you grow and as you get more successful, like p- people get triggered by you. A hundred percent. You know, and I think for me that took a lot and I love mentors and they definitely help you, you know, up level quicker. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that mentor, like that mentor is not the be all and end all of all the things. Like you have to take what feels right for you and, you know, make your own thing. And 
I've noticed that even mentors that I've been with were triggered by me. And sometimes yeah. there's a, a point where you're like, you've grown past yep. certain mentors. 100%. So, and that's hard for them. And maybe certain comments or certain things you need to be able to decipher. Like, is this a, that their thing or is this my thing right. that is I need this to for me yeah. or is this a reflection and <laughs> if it's your a experience. reflection is this a lesson or is this a test right so like right. that's where my mind goes but mm-hmm. now with my students like in Miami like you know the first thing that I say when I'm in circle is this is a great moment right now. Like mm-hmm. you guys love me. I love you. This is amazing. <laughs> but just know that there's going to come a day where I might trigger you. Mm. And I go from the best thing in the world to not. And it's the same thing with acupuncture with patients. I've right. seen it over the years where I'm there, like, you know, my, their whole world <laughs> revolves around me. And yes. then one day they're gone and I never speak to them again. Yes. And it's like, what just ha- I've helped people get pregnant that yeah. don't even call to tell me that they're pregnant wow. until like way after they're the done. baby comes. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, you, you know, know, what's interesting about acupuncture. I don't know if you get this, but like patients are like, yeah, I just, I just started to feel better. They like forget that they're doing the acupuncture. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just, I'm good. I'm good now. But that was <laughs> but- part of the, the lesson for me is that people need you until they don't. Right. And it has nothing to do with you. Right. So that's really as a woman, as a confident woman, as someone who wants to move forward in life, like Mm -hmm. that's what we need to understand. We're going to get triggered. We Mm. bring people in to trigger us. It's a part of what we're calling in. It's a part of that manifestation, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it, there's no bad mentor because there's always something that, that you, you can, can take out of it. Yeah. But it's having, it's having, you need to have the intuition though, to understand like if this feels right yes. or if it does not feel right. Well, yeah, right. The, the, the thing of that matter was if I was anybody else that would have destroyed me, that mm. conversation, if I couldn't like decipher what was happening in that moment, cause right. I, it did destroy me for a minute. Right. Mm-hmm. I let it affect me for the moment that it did. Right. And I, but I was able to move through it because I have the toolbox too. But I realized that in my manifestations, I'm grateful for strength. Yes. And I, you know, being grateful for strength, I keep keep getting put into these situations where I have to test my strength, Mm, you know? And that night I got off that call and I went to the bedroom and I told Ben and I watched the like oomph in his face wash over, you know, cause he's watched me for so long and I was in the middle of launching something yeah. and it, he kind of like lost it all for me in that minute. And then I turn around and I'm like, I'm going downstairs and I'm going live. And he mm. was like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going downstairs and I'm going live. And he was like, I'm so proud of you right Aww. now. Right. Like, cause I took the moment and I went and I did a live on quieting the outside noise. Yes. Cause right. We let the outside chatter come in and mm-hmm. I turned it into a teaching moment right away. I didn't mm. allow myself to get sucked Response. in. Yeah. yeah. It's taking that lesson. Like, yeah. Hey, this is what I learned from this moment. Yeah. So Thanks. when you see another woman who's like at a higher level than you, the only reason why she's at a higher level than you is because she's able to move through emotions fast. Mm. That's it. Her spiritual toolbox is filled with things. It's not that she's not going through things. That's what I like really try to emphasize with people because people look at me and they're like she doesn't have problems it's like if you only knew (laughs) yeah you're like oh my gosh right (laughs) if you only knew my problems but the point is is that there was a when I was living on food stamps as a single mom I wouldn't have been able to handle 
the life that I'm living now. Right. right. It took yeah. a lot for me to get from that point to here. Right. So the way that they say it, the universe only gives you what you can handle. It's true. Mm. And like, once you learn how to handle the situation, you become strong enough, then the next situation unfolds. And then the next situation. unfolds. Yeah. It's never going to be, you know, perfect. You're always working through. That's what life is. And and if it is too perfect, you better (laughs) shake it up. You better shake it up yourself. My mentor the other day, Melanie said, um, do you play with fear for fun? Hmm. And those words were so powerful because it's so true. Like if you learn to play with fear for fun, like writing my story on Facebook is playing with fear for fun, right? It's like, are you getting like a lot of feedback from it, from like, you know, sharing the story? I am getting a lot of positive feedback, which is in my energetics and work, what I'm working on. Mm -hmm. I think that there was a time that I would have warranted a lot of negative feedback because Mm -hmm. of the fear of your energy that was underlying, but that fear is now gone. Mm -hmm. So I think that the people who are judging me or who are, they're keeping it to themselves because they know if they come at me now, it's, and you're shining bright. So they're, they're not, maybe they have the thoughts, but they're not going to comment or, or whatever. Someone (laughs) did share my post and I caught a comment on her page. Oh no. I I just immediately (laughs) stopped reading it. And I'm like, like, breathe, no, breathe. But, but that's her energy, right? Right. That wasn't my, it didn't happen on my wall in my space that happened on her. So, but that's what I've been working towards is nobody is ever going to love you 100%. Mm -hmm. You know, like you're never going to, make everybody happy. So Live for it's you. taken me years. Yeah. I used to be such a people pleaser. It would hurt mm-hmm. me so bad if somebody in the room didn't like me. Oh. I would hurt me so bad. And now I'm I like, okay, for sure. someone in the room is not going to like me. They're just not. <laughs> I can relate for sure. I mean, I'm, I was definitely a people pleaser. I'm, you know, a recovering people pleaser. Yes. For recovering, sure. Yes. Recovering <laughs> people pleaser. But yeah, it's like when you start to just live your truth and like, this is me, no matter, you know, like it or take it or leave it. It just, it is very freeing. So for sure. Um, I know we touched upon this, but what are the things you do for self-care as a mom? And an entrepreneur? My bath time is, okay. yeah, I love my detox baths yeah. now because I'm in like this money abundance mindset. I mm-hmm. buy the bath bombs and then I'm like, wow, this is a $10 bath, you know? <laughs> uh, but it. like, cause for me, money mindset, you know, going from food stamps yes. is it's a lot of work for me. So I have to right. live in that. Um, I love body work. I do a lot of lymphatic drainage. I go for acupuncture, massage. Um, I read now. That's a part of my self-care. Awesome. I don't love to read. It's yeah. not my favorite thing I to do. I love the audiobooks or podcasts. That's yeah. what I do. <laughs> but I I every you know, I try to make that as a part of my self-care Personal routine. Um, kundalini, mm-hmm. mirror work, forgiveness work, hoponopono. Cool. Love it's it. Like <laughs> love wherever it. I need it. All I'm the doing things. Something. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, what is your definition of success? My definition of success is your level of happiness. Mm, okay. Because where I want to be in my life, and where you want to be in your life, and where you know somebody else whose purpose is different, it's like our success levels are so different. So mm-hmm. I just think it's your level of happiness, and if you're happy and fulfilled, then that's success. Yeah. How do you know you're happy and fulfilled? 
Where do you feel it? What do you, you feel it? You <laughs> yeah. just know. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm living my life right now and I feel like I'm living a dream. That's mm-hmm. what it feels like. I, I feel like I'm living a dream. Last week I was in Miami on retreat and like every time I looked in the mirror, I just started crying because I'm oh. like, people are paying me right now to be in a luxury mansion in Miami doing what I love the most. I love to entertain. I love to do goddess circles. I yeah. love, you know, and it's a dream come true. It's like, well, you put in the work. You, yeah. You, you went through the darkness in order to see this light. Yep. So people don't realize that you know, sometimes you have to go through the darkness yep. in order to see that light. So totally. you deserve it and you're happy. I see your happiness. It's, I love it. Yeah. You, you know <laughs> it and you feel it. And then it's like last Friday, I was so happy that I'm like, it was like almost, you know, over in fire, like something's about to go down, like something like it was like too much. Right. So then I had to bring myself back to my yoga mat and be like, okay, stop going into the worry Mm -hmm. because it, it almost feels uncomfortable to be happy all the time. Mm, You know, it's like a weird feeling. So then like self-sabotage. Exactly. You have to catch yourself. Yeah. So that's the cycle. Like, and you know, maybe saying that out loud, somebody's going to hear that and realize that that's, it's a cycle for me, that's a cycle. I Mm -hmm. self-sabotage somewhere. So it's so good in my relationship right now, you know, that it's like somewhere else, like something's got to give, but it really doesn't. Mm -hmm. You would just have to bring your mind back to focusing on the manifesting, focusing on the creating, not the worry of, oh no. (laughs) Adjusting to it for sure. Yeah, no, I definitely, manifestation is, is a huge part of creating the light, your life. Right. So you need to like dream it first and then do the, you know, it may not be where you want to be, but you kind of have to work through some obstacles first energetically for sure. 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 Um, and your story is not going to be everyone else's story. So it really comes down to like understanding your own energy and who you are. So speaking of that, what is your element archetype? Like what, what elements do you predominantly, uh, resonate with? Right. You know, at this point in my yes. life, it's fire. Fire. You're in <laughs> fire. fire. Yeah, I could tell. Yeah. <laughs> it's fire. Um, 12 years ago when, you know, I was really starting this journey, I was seeing a five element acupuncturist because I went through a really bad nervous breakdown in acupuncture school. And you know, isn't that funny? It's like, we're all about promoting like stress relief and it's like so stressful going through oh school. It's like gosh. so much schooling. Yeah. Well, my first year of acupuncture school, yeah. I almost dropped out because oh, yeah. literally everything was in Chinese and mm-hmm. I was like, I'm never going to understand this. <laughs> yeah. And then I had, um, did you guys learn Kiko Matsumoto style? Yes. Okay. Yes. So we had Kiko classes. It was a big, just focus. like one class, oh. just, but So in my school, it was like a focus. She would come in and do grand rounds. Mm -hmm. So my Kiko teacher, six months into acupuncture school, suggested I buy a box of needles and start needling everything and everyone. Mm -hmm. It was the best advice he could have ever given me. Mm -hmm. Because then I connected to Kiko so much that by the time I came back for year two, I was already fully treating people. Like my, my classmates were needling an orange and I was already doing full treatments. I was doing the same yeah. thing. <laughs> I was treating before everybody was treating. <laughs> so, oh well. Yeah. And it was, it was the best thing that, you know, could have ever happened to me. And so I was going to this five element acupuncturist. And at that point I was predominantly water. Mm. 
So, right. It was like the beginning of creation for me. Like I didn't really know what I was doing. Becoming an acupuncturist wasn't like a Mm -hmm. life fulfilling dream for me. I had a friend who was like, you're on a spiritual journey. You should go to acupuncture school. Wow. So I was like, okay. And Mm -hmm. I showed up at my Dean meeting and he's like, do you have any questions? And I was like, no. Mm. And he's like, you don't have any question. I really had no idea what I was getting myself into at all, at all. And I, the first week of school, I like almost started crying in class because I had a thing with people's feet. Yeah. And it was like, we were learning like the spleen channel or something. And they're like, take off your shoes. And everybody started taking off their shoes. I started like dry heaving. I was like, (laughs) put your shoes back on. Right. So there was so many things I had to work through in acupuncture school to be able to touch another human being to that. Yeah. But then you did massage too. We both, I have massage as well. So, okay. So you got over that quick. I worked through a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. I don't love feet myself, but I don't, you know, now it's fine. I worked through that. Yeah. Yeah, So fire is my, my, my main, and I normally will either overproduce in fire. Mm -hmm. And then like, I, I always go out of whack with my earth. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I would say like predominantly, I think I was born in earth, but I think I'm overproducing in earth. I think I'm meant to be a fire and I've just, my earth has just been stopping me from exploding so I'm working on that for sure I'm doing the energy work I know I have to I have to get your combo going um all right let's see I have a couple more questions I don't know how much time do we have what time is it I have have to look at my my... wow all right so we have like it's it's eight minutes to 12 so we're good um so I want to know we talked about success, uh, freedom. So what is your de- definition of freedom? It might be similar to success, but what does freedom mean for you? Well, freedom is like a really loaded question right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, freedom for me is the life that I'm living mm-hmm. for sure. Like 90% of the time, I feel like things are quote unquote normal for me because mm-hmm. of the life that I've created. Right. But then I walk into, you know, a store or I you know, look on social media and I look at the way the rest of the world is living. And I just, it's hard for me. It's really hard for me. Um, you know, we're being silenced, we're being censored, we're being muzzled and it just needs to stop. And I'm scared that it's not going to stop. And, and that impedes on everybody's freedom. Right. So for me, myself, I'm going to survive no matter what Mm -hmm. I've already set myself up to survive no matter what. And through this insanity, I've managed to live a very, normal, quote unquote, normal life considering, um, you know, I'm back into traveling. We've been traveling since June. I like, I'm very proud of us for that. Um, you know, so my life is freedom. Freedom is I make my own schedule. I am there to pick up my children. If I want to, I can pay for somebody to pick them up. If I don't want to, Mm -hmm. I have the ability and capability to get up and go anytime I want. And that is the ultimate freedom. Wow. But it takes a lot to get to this point. You know, like I've been an entrepreneur since I was 21 mm-hmm. and I'm a projector in human design. Yes. Do you know about human yes, design? Yes, I do. I'm a manifesting generator. Okay. So, so I'm new <laughs> okay. to, to human design, but now understanding like something about projectors, it's like they say something like, 
we only work for like three hours a day, mm. but in those three hours, we're so, so productive. And mm. I had this one job and I made like a really good commission there. And I remember like sitting there getting paid for an eight hour day, but I literally would only work like two out of the eight hours. <laughs> what and were you doing the other hours? I was, I think this was like the start of okay. social media, you know, gotcha. so like that's probably where I was like not being as productive as I am now on yes. social media. Mm-hmm. But, and now I look back and I'm like, well, now that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Because in those two hours that I would work, Right. I would work because I was bringing in commissions. So my boss was never upset with me because I was always producing. Right. But yeah, it's interesting now too, because if I look at a given day, it is very true that I'm really only, I mean, I'm productive all day, but there's a three hour period where I'm like super productive, yes. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I, with human design, I only know a little bit about it. I know that I'm a manifesting generator and that means that I like have my hands in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I'm like really great at creating and then like giving it to someone else. Like yeah. I'm not like the best with like the consistency part of right. it. <laughs> like I'm like, all right, here's the idea. Here you go. You, you do something with it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm working on that, but I love, you know, that's something that's hard for me to have the consistency, but that's why I'm, I'm you know, with the bus, I'm doing the acupuncture, I'm doing the light Kundalini. So, um, but it's great to have a projector around to help me with, with, uh, maintaining those things. You yeah. and Brianna are both yeah. projectors. So yeah. that makes sense for sure. Yeah. I'm um, excited in my goddess Academy. I'm bringing in a human design person to teach us about it. Ah, so that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I just hired an acupuncturist who's a human design. She does oh, human design reading. Great. So we got to yeah. do more of those. We got to dive that into sounds that. Amazing. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. So Shalomina, it's been amazing having you. Um, I think so many pe- women and especially moms can benefit from all the stories that you have. Um, how can we find you? Uh, where is the best place for our listeners to to find you and work with you? So across the board, you can find me by my first name, Shilamita. Okay. You just have to spell it right. Even yes. if you spell it wrong now, I feel like you'll find me too. <laughs> um, but my website is shilamita.com. It's okay. under construction right now, but it should be up and running like within this week, mm-hmm. um, on Facebook, I'm Shilamita. That's where you will find my love story right okay. now. I'm trying to bring it over to Instagram, but I haven't figured out how yet on Instagram. I'm the goddess of gratitude, goddess okay. underscore of underscore gratitude. Okay. I'm also on Pinterest. I'm like the Pinterest queen. I love awesome. Pinterest. <laughs> um, so you can find me there by Shilamita. And I have a YouTube channel too, that I have some stuff on. It's not very active, but my goal is to that's Make one it. of the goals for 2021. Yeah, okay. one of the goals is, uh, or podcast. Yes. Like, I'm excited to be here and <laughs> see this whole there setup you go. and you operation. Can totally do it for sure. It's definitely come up before for me. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, I always get scared when there's new things with technology. So, yeah. that's one of the things that I try to push through. You could totally do it. I honestly, my friend Corey is the one that recommended everything. You know, he, I did vlogs a couple of years ago. So, um, and he followed me around doing acupuncture. So, I like filmed. And so I just love, you know, social media is all about video nowadays. So, and podcasting, everyone's listening. So it's, I think it's the best way to get information out. And I love it. Now he can take little tidbits of the things that we say and we're going to little micros and I'll let you know when all that comes out for sure. (laughs) But, um, what can we leave with? What, if there is one thing that you could tell, um, you know, a mom entrepreneur just starting out or a wannabe mom entrepreneur, what do you want to leave them with? What do you think would be a good, valuable thing that you'd want to tell them? Don't give up. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Don't give up. 
see the big vision and hold the vision and trust because you're going to get knocked down. And, you know, on my way here, I was listening to podcasts and for my million dollar coaches and two coaches in right before they hit their million dollars wanted to give up. So, you know, it happens. Even those of us that are so confident, I still have my moments of doubt, you know, it, the doubt will always creep in. So just don't give up. And, and if, people around you don't agree with what you're doing, then that means that you're probably going to make a difference mm. because <laughs> you're the trailblazer. <laughs> it. Because the, you know, I think when we look at other people, we look at people successful or we look at people who are, you know, living these happy lives, you mm-hmm. see that they're not living like the average person is living. They're, they're doing something that's above and beyond or different or they're carving the way for themselves yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I can resonate, resonate with that. I mean, I feel like we kind of create our own little bubbles, mm-hmm. right. And that's what we've had to do. I think in order for you to create your life, being for able sure. to travel and doing the things because mainstream media is not mainstream society is not doing those things. No. So I think I almost forget that I'm not part of mainstream. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. You're not going to just, you know, <laughs> have schooling at home or, you know, what have you. Like it's, you know, you have to kind of live in that being that trailblazer and doing living your life the way that you want to. Yeah. Right. That's freedom for sure. Connecting to that intuition and yes. being like, this doesn't feel right. So I'm not going to do what everybody else is doing, especially right. what we're living through right now. Like people are being forced, shamed, coerced and mm-hmm. You just, you got to listen to that voice inside that's saying, this doesn't feel right. You got to do something different. I'm watching a lot of my friends making decisions and they're like, well, I don't have a choice. And I'm like, no, you have a choice Mm. because I'm living the same life as you. And I have a choice, right? You know, so I know that you have a choice. So internal reflection, meditation, doing that inner work, that's the way to do it. Right. So keep doing those things. The more you do the inner work, the more your dreams come true. Yes. It's really Love the that. truth. You know, like when people are, when people say you just have to lean back and trust, I now understand what that means. Mm. I really now am starting, I'm starting to yes. understand what that means. <laughs> Connect with a higher power, connect within yourself, you know, having that downtime is what's really going to give you that success. Too. Yeah. It's like For the sure. more Kundalini I do, the more time I take off, the more I journal, the more I do that stuff, the more I receive. Love it. Yeah. Love it. I feel like I could talk to you for hours. We have so much we could talk about. I'd love to have you back another time. Um, Maybe I can drive to you next time with the bus. That would be so fun. But, um, but yeah, so thank you so much for having, uh, having, um, thank you so much for coming. And, um, I'm definitely going to ask you to sign those books for me. Yeah. (laughs) So have a great day and, uh, we'll we'll have you on next time. For sure. Thanks Thanks so much. All right.